Oh yeah. Canceled too soon. A podcast. Podcast. About TV. Television shows. That were. That were very, very short. Canceled too soon. One season or less. Oh yeah. This week on Canceled Too Soon. Hot Springs Hotel. Hot Springs. Breasty. Leggy. Hey everybody, welcome back to Cancel Too Soon, the show where our sexy theme song finally makes sense, because this week on the podcast where we review television series last one season or less, we are talking about an offering that can only be described as Skinamax, even though it was technically on it, Showtime. Well, well, I think when you say Skinamax, it evokes more than you've just say late night Showtime show. We'll get to that in just a second. My name is William Bibiani. Uh, I'm... I'm a film critic for Crave Online and Blumhouse, uh, and I also host the B-Movies podcast from Whence We Hail. I'm Whitney Seibold. I am the other co-host of the B-Movies podcast. I contribute to various sources around the internet. I am a film projectionist, and I am also from the B-Movies podcast from Whence We Hail. I, I forgot to say that part. Yeah, and uh, and uh, and this week on the show... Uh, Okay, so this is our sixth episode? This is our sixth episode. This is our sixth episode, and we hadn't done a show that was just my request. Yeah. Well, we had done a show for Whitney We did just whatever he wanted to do. We did perversions of science. That was my special yeah. request. And then the rest of it was mostly stuff from people's suggestions, and mm. so we, 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 we wanted to do one just for me, <laughs> and I may have <laughs> and screwed you, up. And you, <laughs> and you pulled out this garbage. So... We are about to review a series called Hot Springs Hotel, which ran in 1997 on the Showtime Network late at night. Now, for what people may or may not remember... We, we, we do have to set the scene yeah. for what was going on in, in TV and entertainment in 1997. The, 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 this was, the internet was around... But video on the internet was still kind of a pipe dream. Streaming technology hadn't been invented well, yet. Well, no At one, least... everyone was dialing up on their phones. You yeah. could, it would take, like, I remember having to download, uh, like, the Phantom Menace trailer in 1999, and mm. it took over an hour for a minute and a half of video. Oh, an hour? Really? Most, oh, yeah. of, most of my friends, it took like 12 hours. It took yeah. all day. They would like set it to download and, at night, hoping nobody touched the telephone, yeah. and they would finally see it the next day. Yeah. Uh, yes, uh, downloading so, and streaming technology was in its infancy, and people that, didn't have smartphones yet. Yes, so, so what that means is porn was harder to get. Yes. <laughs> so if a lot of the pornographic industry... Was still going strong on home video. DVD was starting to be a thing, but you had to go out to a store and get it. You had to buy it. Yeah. And that was the only way you could. And that required getting off your ass. That required now, getting in the car. That required finding parking. That you required. Could, you could get VHS tapes by mail, but that was r a really dubious industry. Like, yeah. a lot of it wasn't even necessarily legal. A lot of yeah. states didn't allow shipment of pornography over their borders. Yeah. So if you, so if you were just at home late at night and mm. wanted to masturbate, you actually had to, to, to work. Do something that had been photographed, yeah. So what happened was the late night cable companies, specifically HBO and Cinemax and Showtime, the movie channels that you had to pay for, mm. they started offering after 10 at night sometimes, but usually after 11, 11.30, programming that was just thinly veiled smut. It had a little was, bit more of a plot 
than you would normally get from a typical pornographic movie because, and sometimes even get real actors in them. Sometimes. Sometimes. But usually it was mm. Playboy Playmates, Penthouse Playmates. Uh, Pen- you get people like. Penthouse Pets, excuse me. Excuse me. <laughs> but you would you get like uh, people like Shannon Tweed and Julie Strain. And it would just be a nudie flick. Sometimes it would have an erotic thriller quotient. Sometimes it would be a goofy comedy in the vein of the Bikini Car Wash Company. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it was mostly just there for you to jerk off. Yes, definitely. Um, Okay, so they started making movies for this mindset. Kind of cheap, kind of lame, kind of goofy. A lot of them were movies. They were sort of like one-shot specials. And these things were all shot. They were shot on video. Mostly. They were shot on the cheap. Mm -hmm. And uh, this was also a time when a lot of sort of B-movie actresses were in much more uh, within this particular functional milieu in that they would only star in these thrillers where they were, were designed to take their tops off, but they were not hardcore pornographic actresses. Yes, they weren't actually having sex in the vast, vast... I'm, not, I'm allowing that it may have happened, but in the vast majority of these, this is all simulated sex, but there was just a lot more of it yeah, than in yeah. a typical movie. Uh, and then there were also some original programming, and there were a lot of them that were sort of like vignette-based. I remember there was one that well, was about was... a sexy radio talk show host, and people would tell her, her their sexy stories. Well, there, there was the Red Shoe Diaries. Zelman King's Red Shoe Diaries was kind of like the... Kind of the crown in this jewel, if it if it can have a crown, a jewel crown. It was the most uh, famous. It was the most respectable. Like it would actually get talked about in Entertainment Weekly. It had it had like actual drama, and it did have like bigger names. It had David Duchovny as the host. Yeah, he he was the <laughs> crypt keeper of the Red Shoe Diaries. Yeah, it was real weird. It was depressing though because it was all about his him trying to figure out his dead wife. Like it was sad. <laughs> um, and so into this environment, someone named. Uh, James James Doodleson. Doodleson, I believe, is actually how it's pronounced. If you look at the special features on the DVD. Okay. Um, He had a brilliant idea to do a sitcom. Mm -hmm. And now this had been kind of done. There was HBO did a show called Dream On that was way sexier than any sitcom at the time. But this would just be a smutty sitcom. Well, Dream On was... All the episodes were about this guy trying to get laid or sex. Mm -hmm. But But you would see the breasts. You would see the the sex. The actual sex, however, didn't take up a huge portion of the show. It was actually a sitcom that had like two sex scenes with actual nudity in it mm-hmm. and they had a few cuss words but for the most part it was just a sitcom yeah this is the opposite this is, this is yeah. mostly sex this, this is, is the typical oh half gosh. hour episode has only about 10 minutes of content mm. um the this is hot springs hotel and the premise is uh as described in the theme song the theme song the hot springs hotel <laughs> it's one of the worst of, of all time the theme song the hot springs hotel tells you everything you need to know about the story and it is so like bluegrassy, like it's, it's kind of it's kind of like electric bluesy, and uh, yeah. we we had this fellow. Oh gosh, I forgot his name. I'd written it down. Uh, this the guy who sang the theme song mm-hmm. uh, described. It, they say the best TV theme songs describe all the characters, describe the premise, and are really catchy. This is why Brady Bunch and Gilligan's Island remain some of the best, and that's what they were getting at with Hot Springs Hotel. Uh-huh. And uh, okay, so we 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 don't think it's uh, quite uh, right to play it. Because yeah, you're right. so, somebody but else owns the right to this. But you know what? Hmm. I don't think anyone's going to complain too much if I sing it. <laughs> so, <Blam>. here's <laughs> yeah, Randy and Cat living in a flat uh-huh. all by themselves. Telegram oh, said, Aunt "Ain't Benny's dead. dead. Come, Come run the hotel, <laughs> Hot Springs Hotel." <laughs> Take it, Whitney. Oh, um, uh, Randy, Randy's Randy's kind of, Randy's always horny, feeling kind of naughty, or just dead. Always being naughty. Always being naughty. naughty. Cats, Cats on, on his, his tail. tail. 
Lacey's Lacey, gone crazy. Lacey's gone crazy. Theo's, Theo's kind of lazy. Yeah, Theo's always lazy. Uh, he is always lazy. Come at, come to the hotel. Hot Springs Hot. Hotel. You'll, You'll never, never want to check out once you're there. there. The girls are hot and crazy and practically bare. bare. <laughs> and there's this sort of, this sort of twang. Just like, kind of breakdown. Twang. twang. Hot Springs Hotel. Hot Springs Hotel. hotel. Now. <laughs> so great. Uh, it's on, I put it on the Facebook page for uh, Cancel Too Soon on one of our previous posts. Uh, just the opening credits from YouTube. Watch them. It's so great. Oh, gosh, it is, oh my God. <laughs> it's it's not as bad as that faux reggae song they play over the credits of every episode called, oh, Ra- called Randy, Randy Man, Man. Yeah. which is about the character of Randy. Now, Randy. Yeah. Randy is, okay. Randy, Randy's kind of the star of the show Randy in that the, all, of the, all of the stories surround. Or okay. about him. Here's the basic fundamental premise of the show. Okay. Okay. So, as you heard in the theme song, mm. there's a brother and a sister named Randy and Kat. Mm. And they Living inherit in a, a hotel. <laughs> they inherit a hotel. They have no business running a hotel. And every week, there's a different problem at the hotel that is solved by sexiness. So, so, solved by Randy boinking somebody. Usually resolved uh, by Randy boinking somebody. Randy, now, Randy has the vast majority of the sex scenes in this series. Yes. Uh, he sleeps with all of the staff of... I guess they're regular characters, even though... Semi-regular. A lot of them show up over and over again. They show um, up over... Uh, occasionally, Kat will have a sex scene. Yeah. Lacey has two, I, I think. Two, maybe three. Two, maybe and three. then Theo, Theo has, has one. one. <laughs> and I think... And I blame Theo's uh, nipple piercings. They're really distracting. You they're know really what? distracting. S- some guys get their nipples pierced. It's just the thing. It's fine, but you don't want to see... All right, anyway. <laughs> so, but that's, that's, the, that's the basic fundamental yeah. premise. And then there's a whole bunch of sex scenes. Uh, in every and, uh, episode. This is soft core simulated sex. Yes. Now, there are actually, like, FCC regulations about how sex can be filmed on TV. Yeah, what you and can show, what you can't show. What, and can't have, you, you thrusting can't, is not a particularly good thing. Uh, yeah, thrusting is out, which means there's a lot of kind of waving bodies about. Yeah, I need to be. But I there's to, not a lot in terms this. of actual, uh, like, sex movements. I'm going to come clean about this. Um, uh-huh. To kids. In the 90s, who hadn't yet figured out how to unscramble the Spice Channel, which was a thing, and if you gave me an old TV set, I could still do it. Um, The the actual hardcore sex station. Yeah, do you actually watch the sex? Uh Um, The Skinamax, and I'm just using Skinamax as a blanket statement, I know this is showtime, but Mm. it's all Skinamax. Uh Um, The Skinamax way to have sex... There was this idea that maybe that's what it was. Maybe what you were, you, you just <laughs> this is of, your impression of you, sex as a young person. You just person. sort of yeah, yeah. sat on each other and lightly brushed the breasts. Yeah, the, the, the touching of breasts, like you cannot, this is actually in the FCC, yeah. you can't grab. Yeah. There's no curling of fingers. There's just sort of like open palm touching on breasts. A lot of caressing. A lot of caressing, a lot of kissing, a lot of bad kissing. Yeah. Um, yeah. And a yeah. lot of laying on top of each other, not really doing anything. And you, because of the way the bodies are positioned, like people are clearly not putting genitals against genitals. Yes. So you get the impression that they're having sex with these like sort of. Somehow she's uh, having in, sex with your abs. Yeah, in, in ineffable Cronenbergian apertures that have. <laughs> Somehow opened in your thighs or in your stomach. And what's really, really great is if you watch Hot Springs Hotel, and I apologize, by the way, for this, because it's actually hard to watch Hot Springs Hotel. Because it's terrible. Well, it was released on DVD, and it's now massively out of print. The cheapest I was able to, I was trying to look around, see what I could recommend. The cheapest copy I could find online was $150. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so and I'm you, lucky can, I own this. And because it's, yeah. So. I got this when it came out, because holy shit. And, uh... 
if you go onto Amazon yeah. to pick up a copy, there are all these reviews of the show. And <laughs> one guy complains endlessly in, in the review section of the Amazon for a hot springs hotel about the technical aspects of these DVDs. Now, you should be lucky we have access to this shit at all. Yeah, it's there, awful. There's no re- Most but, shows like this never get a home video release. So it, in fact, that it honestly, even the whole Skinamax era of filmmaking is it, kind of it's, lost. It's lost to time. So No one's put the Night Eyes movies on this, Blu-ray. No one's going to put body chemistry even, out. Even though the episodes are in total 22 minutes each, the sound goes out of sync by the end of each one, Often, like ever yeah. so slightly. So there's actually one episode, and we apologize. There's one we we try to watch every single episode of a show. Uh, yeah, when we do, it's one of the reasons why we do it biweekly. Uh, one episode of cancel of, of this particular ep- of uh, disc didn't play all the way through, and that is episode, episode one hundred five. Yeah. Corporate Raiders. We got about halfway we through it, and it just we tried everything so, we could, couldn't finish that episode. I'm pretty sure it was resolved by yeah. someone having sex. <laughs> then everything went well, back to normal. <laughs> so here, here's here's the the structure of each episode. Yeah, the, each episode would begin with some random character, probably a producer's friend. Yeah, uh, saying, "Where's my blank? blank? Where's my waitress?" Typically, yeah. And, Where's my milk? Where's uh, the bodyguard? Yeah, Something, uh, so, and then you would find out that the person who was supposed to be doing their job was busy having sex with Randy. Yeah. Now, as the series went on, and this is only fifteen episodes, the "Where's my blank?" statement got stranger and stranger. First of all, one was like. Where's my waitress? Okay, waitress is gone. Then where's my limo? I yeah. half expected to see Randy having sex <laughs> with the limo. Not with the limo driver in this in the limo, yeah. but with the actual car. Mm-hmm. One of them was where are my binoculars? Okay. <laughs> That's not your job. Before we do the edit and cut to what's going to happen with those binoculars, <laughs> what could possibly be happening with those binoculars? First of all, where are my binoculars? <laughs> It's not really necessarily and the here, And here's the problem. thing. It wasn't somebody digging through their luggage saying, where are my binoculars? It was somebody standing on the pool, looking out at the horizon, <laughs> saying, where are my binoculars? As if it were some sort of existential crisis. And then you cut to Randy and this woman having sex, and they're in, just sort of looking at the binoculars. They're, they're not even they're doing in, anything. They're indoors, in a bedroom, sort of, and he's <laughs> looking at her with the binoculars, because laying right next to her in bed isn't close enough, I guess. <laughs> doesn't make sense. They're not having sex with the binoculars. They just have them. And then what would happen is there would be some sort of problem, usually either caused by Randy's shenanigans or by solved by Randy's shenanigans. Uh, for example, mm. uh, Rand- in the second episode, Cheerleaders, uh, Randy has invited a cheerleading team to come to the hotel and experience their state-of-the-art you know, uh, uh, exercise equipment. Oh. To which Kat says, we don't have state-of-the-art exercise equipment. To which Randy says, that's why you need to distract their coach while I just distract the cheerleaders and have them do fun stuff. Yeah. A, and, lot, a lot of it had to do with using the, the amenities of the hotel to throw parties to distract people from doing something that might potentially harm the hotel. Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying, like, uh, what else do we have There, there were the hotel uh, inspectors, there were the golf yeah. pros. Uh, yeah. There were the soldiers. You know, oh, yeah, there the, were golf the, pros. They're like, oh, yeah, we brought a, we brought a whole golf uh, a golf club here. We don't have a golf course. Well, yeah. All we have to do is distract them long enough that they don't notice. Where are you hiding the golf course? Yeah. 
Like that's, just, not a, that's a hard thing to obfuscate that you don't have a golf course connected to your hotel. Ran, Randy would distract them with a party. He'd often mm-hmm. sleep with a couple of them. Cat yes. uh, might sleep with somebody. Cat sleeps with someone every second or third episode. Yeah, Cat yeah. is uh, played by Cat is played by an actress named Samantha Phillips. Who uh, was a penthouse pet. She was a penthouse pet, and she started a lot of this sort of thing. Yeah, she was in one of the Andy Sedaris movies. Now, uh, she th- was for people who listen to Cancel uh, Too Soon don't necessarily listen to the people who don't necessarily uh, know what those are. Uh, the uh, the Andy Sedaris movies, the Lethal Ladies series, is a series of 12 films that were released from 1987 until around 1998-ish, mm-hmm. uh, all about sort of these sexy Playboy Playmate spies in Hawaii who are tracking down drug dealers and, and gun runners and all the rest. And yeah. They all followed very similar formulas. They all had sort of recurring characters. Mm. Near the end of the series, Andy Sedaris, the mastermind behind all of these movies, uh, was in Ailing Health, and his son directed one of them called The Dallas Connection, had new characters, tried to take the series in a new direction. Didn't work. Uh, None of these movies are really great. Well, Hard Ticket to Hawaii is one of the great movies of all time. Seek out Hard Ticket to Hawaii. It's like the third It's the second one. You don't need to see the first. It's just great. The the first one, uh, The Miami Connection, is, is pretty good, but Hard Ticket to Hawaii is a, it's it's like diehard good. It is so it's, good. If you know the Miami connection, like the movie everyone's talking about is like the new like the room. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's it's that it's yeah, that it's good. A, it's that good. It's really good. <laughs> but or, it was, it was me, a, I, I said Miami Connection. I meant Malibu Express. That was the first Lethal Ladies movie. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. But Malibu Express. Uh, yeah, these are great movies. Uh, Samantha Phillips showed up in I think the ninth one. Yeah, uh, which is called the Dallas Connection. And, and I'm going to give Samantha Phillips uh, props. Mm-hmm. Probably at least of the regulars, probably the best actor they've got. Oh, that's that's really mean to all the other actors. <laughs> No, she She's she got, she yeah. has the worst sort of amateur theatrics. Like, but at least she has like, theatrics. She, she like will fold her arms in this really false way and put on this really sort of fake glassy expression. <laughs> I wonder where Randy is. You know, but if, she's if putting watched, in an effort. Who else is? That's true. And all the other ones are just sort of sleepwalking through. True. I'm not going to give her props for putting effort when she sucks so bad. Um, <laughs> Did you ever watch like old Whose Line Is It Anyway episodes where they had to like do film and theater styles and one of them was amateur theatrics? Uh, Yeah. And it's like they they would sort of move in this really wooden way and over pronounce things. That's her acting style. I don't know. I guess I just like her. (laughs) I mean, you you can like her and I'm sure she's a a perfectly delightful lady. She's out out there in the world. But no, no, no. There's only one person in this in this entire series Mm. who went on to do anything truly significant. Uh, and that is actor Philip Reese, who shows up in episode 107, Rockstar. Yeah. He plays the Rockstar. And he ended up being on like a whole bunch of BBC TV shows. He was in the Christmas episode of uh, Doctor Who this last season. <laughs> he's, a, he's a somewhat respectable actor. Uh-huh. Um, no one else did anything. And in fact, the majority of the cast mm. appears to have been cast. My theory is this. Their casting notices didn't go out into like the Screen Actors Guild magazines or newsletters or anything like that. I think they were posted on bulletin boards and breast implant clinics. Because uh, every actress, with the exception of maybe two or three of them, yeah, the vast all, majority all have. Not only do they have implants, but they have implants. They have bad implants. Like they have. Like there are these narrow women that have these. They they kind of like curve back toward the body after a while. It's mm-hmm. like you glued tennis balls, and they yeah. don't they lay back, and these things don't move. They and we're don't not trying to be we're not trying to be rude, but like seriously, <clears throat> the breasts it, it, the, are a part of why the show exists. The highlight. So there's a lot of screen time, and they're, they're the fun- a little distracting. The, the function of this show was a breast delivery system. <laughs> That's all it was. It, it was it was breasts with a sitcom hung on it. And yeah, 
And it didn't need if to- if the breasts are the highlight, then I'm, we have to comment on those breasts. So we're oh not my we're, God, not, yes. we're not trying to be show, chauvinistic or objectify women or anything. No, this is a criticism of the show itself, and honestly, and, the genre. And, yeah, really, because it was not limited to hot springs. Hotel. Were, this was endemic to the Skinamax yeah, genre. And and indeed, I I once saw a film called Some Nudity Required. It was a documentary film about Roger Corman uh, mm-hmm. in in around this time in the late nineties, and about how he was making a lot of these erotic thrillers and how. It was actually really bad for the self-esteem of all of the women who were involved. Sure. It was very critical of, of Roger Corman and his, yeah. his machine. I think it's fair. It featured uh, an interview with an actress named Maria Ford, who is another one of the kind of luminaries of this genre. Mm. And she's, you know, this narrow, bl- narrow kind of flat-chested blonde. And a lo- one of the conversations is, is she going to get the implants? Because that's the question that eventually arises. The implants will get you more work. Do yeah. you get the implants? And a lot of the women don't want the implants and they suffer. Their careers suffer. A lot of them do, but they feel terrible about themselves. Mm. And Maria Ford at the end of the film said, I'm not going to get the implants. I'm going to stay out of that game. She got them anyway. Oh. In the film. Yeah. You, you watch a later film and she's, she's got them. Those big, round, That's ugly good. tennis ball implants. One of the women mm. had implants that seemed to be connected in the middle. <laughs> like there was this weird sort of cleavage creating. About. Yeah, it was like this weird kind of fleshy bridge. Remember what episode? Was, I forgot. I'm afraid. Okay. But yeah, that's weird. You know, we talk about um, the sort of the self esteem. Now, here's the thing: what, the whole Skinamax. I remember reading an article in Entertainment Weekly about Skinamax uh-huh. in the mid mid to late '90s, <clears throat> and they were talking about how, weirdly enough, or at least they thought it was weird, an enormous part of the audience, if you look at the demographics, the Nielsen ratings, etc., who were watching Skinamax, was actually women. No, we, we, we say Skinamax. It's called Cinemax, but Skinamax was the nickname everybody was the gave joke. it. The joke was after 11, it becomes skin. Skinamax. Yeah. And yes, it did. Uh, I discovered a lot about but that, myself by but, watching Skinamax <laughs> back in the 90s. Yeah, but the, this, this was after my... I was already trying to get on the internet at this point. I was, I'm a little younger than you. This has hit me right in the sweet spot. <laughs> this hit me right in the puberty. So... <laughs> So, but but here's yeah, the by, thing. By, by then, frankly, I was already getting laid. The so. idea was, well, I wasn't. So yeah. the idea was is that, and this is still a prevailing attitude in the in the adult entertainment industry, mm. is that in order to attract women, and particularly couples, uh-huh. you needed to have a plot. There needed to be an air of legitimacy to it. Right. It couldn't just just be sex scenes. And anyone who consumes pornography will tell you that's not necessarily true. Women enjoy pornography. Mm-hmm. Maybe different kinds, but so does any individual will like a different per- kind of pornography than any percentage, other individual. Percentage-wise, women, yeah. s- straight, gay, bi, whatever, yeah. are a vast minority in the porn consumption industry. It's, but they still it's watch all, it. It's all men. My, it, it, I, I don't think mm. that's actually true, and I think right. I've actually seen percentages that dispute that. But regardless, oh, well, we're right. not here to make that argument. Okay. The point <laughs> is, is that women do consume erotica. Okay. They do. Uh, yeah, so if, you think if you, if you consider print erotica to be part of sort of the porn industry, I, then yes, I would. But yeah. like, regard, I think that's a generalization. Mm. We're not trying to make a generalization about women. <laughs> women consume erotica. That's it. End all. No. Okay. No. No. I, I will, citing I will statistics no longer, that may or may not exist. I will no like, longer rebut. It's Continue. a can of worms. I just don't want to get in there. Women right. consume erotica. Worms everywhere. <laughs> so you would think that in a in a sitcom, mm. uh, there would be stuff for the women. Mm. Not only is there not, in fact, the majority of the men aren't that good looking. No, in fact, there's only one kind of handsome guy yeah. in the whole series, the guy that showed up in the last episode. Uh, oh, yeah. We'll he's, talk about, we need to talk about the last we'll episode. We'll talk about the last episode. That's yeah. pretty special. He, he's, the, uh, he's the only guy, like, I was like... Hunky. The, the, the only hunky guy that I would want to like, get with. Truly hunky. You know? yeah. um, but not only that, there's an ongoing joke, and it's annoying, mm. that the women... 
with the possible exception of Lacey and Kat, uh-huh. are all vain, all- talentless idiots. Yeah, it's offensive, and I don't mean. And I know it's like, well, it's not for you to say. I'm offended as a human being. There, there's like, there's like, a, there's a talent show. There's a beauty pageant episode, and there's mm. a montage of all the different girls from the hotel and uh, doing their talents. And none, one of them can't even get through the alphabet. Yeah, like, one of them why sing, is that fun? One of them why sings that the alphabet. One of them recites "Mary Had a Little Lamb." Uh, Badly. There, there like, was wh- how? There That's was one uh, one dedicated actress, the one who looked kind of like Katy Perry, the bartender character, the most attractive person on the show. <clears> yeah, and, and yeah, and the hottest woman. Yeah, uh, for, 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 what there, worth, um, for what it's worth. For what it's worth. And, and she actually was playing a ditz in sort of a comic way, and I appreciated yes. her performance. She seemed like she was playing it like Marianne from Gilligan's Island. Oh yeah, and I think that's one of the reasons why I found her so attractive is because she didn't feel fake like she was actually like a halfway all, decent performer all of the other actresses you know were clearly from sort of the erotic thriller genre which meant mm. not a, a lot of grinding and o faces and not a lot mm-hmm. of just sort of interacting in speech yeah and that they had to interact with the actor who played randy was named robert vitelli yeah uh, didn't really help matters because yeah. he's not that great an actor either, and okay. he's not great looking. He's no, he's not. A, Randy, kind of a dorky looking dude. Here's my theory about Randy. So Randy, <laughs> is, Randy is ostensibly <clears throat> the protagonist, but also the sort of playful scamp. Yeah, um, he's the comic relief character. Randy isn't so much a character as he is somebody's dying wish. My theory is that James Duddleson like grew up with, I have no idea this is true, <laughs> but my, it plays like James Duddleson grew up with a kid and they, you know, they found girls together and they would steal nudie magazines and they would bond and then they end up going to like a fraternity together in the same college. They were best friends. And then James Duddleson's best friend died in a freak hazing accident. <laughs> and while he's like sputtering up the beer with like a donkey hoof print on his chest, dying his last breath, he says, just promise me. You'll make a TV show where I bed ladies. <laughs> and like, that's Randy. Uh-huh. That is the whole well, entirety of this character. I, I got to meet a guy once named Jim White Norsky. And, uh, uh, Samantha oh, Phillips. Jim Wynorski's great. Jim Jim Wynorski directed, actually, uh, Samantha Phillips in other films. Uh, he directed like The Bear uh, Wench Project. Sorceress, and, which is a great movie. Uh, you go back to the 80s when he's not doing the erotic stuff, yeah. he's great. He's done a lot of fun stuff. Pa- past that, he's turned into Al Goldstein. He's yeah, no, he he, horrifying. He directed Chopping Mall. He directed mm. uh, Not of This World, the Death Stalker movies. He yeah. directed some fun stuff. And then, like, a lot then, of then genre he, yeah, directors, kind of he went, did a lot of... He started... He did the Rit the which is a Breastwick. Yeah, That's he's, a good one. he started. He started going down this dark path of erotic thrillers. <laughs> I met him, name. and since that was his career, now he, I guess, he kind of felt like he had to turn into that guy. Uh, so too bad. he, he was. He was very fond of using the F word with the two G's in the middle. Um, he was, oh. uh, yeah, he oh, used that one a lot. That's too bad. Um, he was, uh, yeah, just sort of this sleazy character. Okay. But he got the work done, so he was hired off. Yeah, and he did movies that, like, oh, maybe he didn't do uh, Sorcerer's Name. And else. Oh, we did Return of the Swamp thing. That's a fun game. Jim Wynorski had a theory about uh, erotic films and pornography in that the women always had to be really, really hot. But the men watching pornography were mm-hmm. going to be threatened if the men were also really hot. So he often yeah. cast these really dumpy, dorky dudes getting action with these really hot women. A, I feel sorry for the hot women. Uh, B, sure, yeah, I'll take that job. And uh, C, it makes for this weird uh, kind of misogynistic dynamic that these dorky, dippy, really unattractive men 
are suddenly now these sexual dynamos who are free to use women at their leisure. Yeah, it, it caters to this idea of women as sort of this thing you're so you're supposed to be entitled to. Yeah, yeah which yeah. is really ugly. It's a really ugly attitude, and and God knows Hot Springs Hotel at its worst, Kinda, which is a lot of the time <laughs> spouses it. Really, spouses. Sometimes it seems kind of like a harmless, playful adolescent fantasy, mm. and sometimes it comes across as kind of ugly. Yeah, and, and, uh, and now, it's, that's too once is too often for anything, and it's too often in the show. That's definitely true. Uh, two occasions, they actually gave Kat a little bit of the assertive personality, where she yeah. she was the seducer on two occasions, mm-hmm. and in another episode, she actually got to like go out and have a day to herself. Oh, I, that's one of my favorite things. She's told she's too stressed out, mm. so, so Lacey suggests she goes to the mall, and do it. What's her name again? The actress uh, plays Kat? Samantha Phillips. Samantha Phillips has the best reading of Mall. When she says, Oh, I go to the mall. Mall. I love it. It just sounds so excited about it. In in that episode, she goes to a massage parlor and these two topless women massage her. Now, there has been no female female contact in this show. This it's is really not that kind of show. If, if it were made in the modern era, there'd be a lot of it, mm-hmm. but there's none here. Uh, yeah. This is the only sort of woman woman sexual contact at all, and it's not sexual. It's just yeah. a massage. There's some there's some and flirting it, occasionally between Cat and, and Lacey, but it never but goes it's, anywhere. It's playful yeah. flirt. It's heterosexual flirting. It never goes um, anywhere. The massage is one of the most disgusting things you've ever seen. Because they start rubbing, like, lotion on her, and then they move on to, like, fruit and start, like, smearing fruit on her skin. Yeah. And then they just get out the whipped whip cream can and spray can on her. And then they take these big fistfuls <laughs> of honey and start smearing them on her body. It is, like, the least erotic thing since Witchcraft 8. There's, you know, this ascent, there's this general idea you get with some episodes of Hot Springs Hotel that the makers of the show have heard of sex but don't understand entirely how it works. The first episode, oh. the very first episode, they, they get... They, uh, it opens with Randy having sex as always and then they get the hotel and then they're running the hotel and then there's like a hotel inspector or something mm-hmm. and they need to make sure this person doesn't shut them down makes sense okay idea for a sitcom plot right. how are we going to distract them and then there ends up being a sexy party where the dude is tied to a chair and a bunch of topless women just sort of prance around kind of him like, in a They walk circle. around him in a circle. They don't even, it's not even like a striptease. They're not even doing anything to him. They're just prancing <laughs> around him like some kind of wicker man. Like it it's doesn't like, really work. Th- this was made by pornographers who had like three ideas for sex scenes that mm-hmm. work for hardcore pornography because you can just get to the sex. But yeah. since they can't get to the sex, they had to diversify. And yeah. they didn't know how to diversify. So eventually we have women rubbing honey on each other. Yeah. Because that's all they got. There's also, you can, uh, we should have put together a drinking game for this because you can definitely finish your drink anytime they're having sex, but the camera guy or or woman, I guess, I don't mean to be sexy, mm-hmm. but like the camera person like was unable to frame out the pad between their crotches. <laughs> There's like a white pad uh, between their crotches just so that they don't accidentally touch Randy. Yeah. And I totally get it. Uh, <laughs> I totally oh, get it. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about the fashion in this show. Now, the late 90s were a dark period for women's <laughs> fashion. This was a time when you could wear a cut-off cashmere sweater, like a chartreuse silk miniskirt, and 10 miniature ponytails, and somehow that was considered the height of fashion. Um, and this move. When it, it when it comes to trying to find out what a society was really like, mm-hmm. don't go to the most popular things because those will endure forever. You go to what was really unpopular. Mm-hmm. So if you want to know how people were really dressing, in how the late were, how 90s, were people being pandered to? Yeah, if you want yeah. to see what people were really dressing, because they didn't know any better, they were just mm-hmm. dressing what was the popular hot. things in form style. The unpopular things are uh, reactions to style. Uh, 
th- this, so yeah, there's no comment on the style. This is just the style of what was going on in 1997. And good God, was it ugly. There's not a lot of good There's There's a lot stuff. of magenta. Why did we allow women to wear so much chartreuse? The ugliest color <laughs> on the spectrum. <laughs> sort of like yellow green tops that were like kind of. Well, and it's filmed in video too. And video doesn't capture some of these colors terribly well. It makes them look ugly. It's yeah, an yeah. ugly looking color. And and yeah, the the makeup like there was this really weird makeup trend where women would sort of outline their lips in brown, but their lips would actually be painted oh, like a bright the, pink. That's still a thing. I still see. Oh, that. is it? Okay, that, that. that's never, that's but, start. I noticed that. But first you know, in and again, though, a lot but, uh, of this is all in personal taste. And again, that's all the show is trying to uh, connect with mm. is what do you like? One thing we haven't talked about is the music. Uh, the music, <laughs> the Casio keyboard music, the Casio keyboard music, the sa- the sampler from the Casio keyboard. I love, music. Th- I love listening to the music on old Skinamax movies oh. or even porn, because you swear that so- someone really had. You don't just act. You don't just hit notes. It's not like an accident. Mm. Someone had to actually compose. Took time uh-huh. out of their day well, to compose this, and then they'll play this sort of like sort of kind of surf. Music. This was very common in there the nineties. Yeah. And then there was a then, lot. There was a lot of surf. There was this kind of like gentle rockabilly crap that would play in the background. Yeah, but here's my favorite part. And this happened. I thought it was only going to happen once, and I laughed my butt off. And then it happened like every third episode. <laughs> There'd be like Randy's having sex again. Yeah. But then it would do this once. And you're like, what the fuck? You just throw in Popeye? I'm trying to masturbate, and you're throwing in Popeye? I don't want to think about Popeye right now. What the hell? What the hell? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, here's here's how they got that music. That was licensed from, like, collections. I'm sure it was. I interned for Roger Corman, so I know how a lot of this crap works. They found these sort of public domain or, like, cheaply assembled CDs that mm-hmm. musicians would put together as samplers. They would just buy the whole sampler and use it randomly. It was never composed specifically for the thing. Of course not, but it's, it's so just that, funny. That's why there's hornpipe music in the middle of your sex scene. I'll there's, say this. Yeah. There are a few scenes that take place in massage parlors. Uh, there's Cat gets her massage and there's one where Randy boinks a lady in a massage parlor. I think there's two where Randy boinks a lady in a massage parlor. Yeah. Okay. Uh, in those scenes, that sort of like whispering firestorm kind of <laughs> kind of like sea odyssey kind of gentle music that uh-huh. you hear in massage parlors, mm-hmm. they actually played that music. For okay. those scenes, it, it at least was accurate was and appropriate. Spot on. <laughs> the crappy music you hear in a spa was the crappy music you heard in the scene. <laughs> Um, this whole movie you're talking about like sort of the oh, music this, this pre-existed show, yeah. this whole show yeah. they found the music whatever this whole show and you were telling me a little bit about this and I want you to elaborate uh-huh. it plays like well we have the hotel we might as well do something with it yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, th- this uh, my, my wife who was so tolerant in watching some of this with me <laughs> god bless her soul uh decided to do some research just so she wasn't going insane and see what what, what the deal was with this she was the one who pointed out that uh, samantha phillips was in the dallas connection not only that if you get the 12 cd or 12 dvd uh andy Sedaris yeah, set which can is get actually all, pretty reasonably priced you can get all 12 movies for like five dollars it's yeah, terrific and it's worth uh, it it's, t- it's it's worth the five dollars and all the time you'll devote but samantha phillips is on the cover of that that's her on the cover I, of that I thought box. she looked so, familiar. Yeah. It was driving me nuts. Uh, but she was looking up information, and the Hot Springs Hotel is actually the Paradise Springs Hotel in uh, Hot Springs, California. 
uh, which is just outside of Palm Springs, California. Okay. It was a, it's a real hotel. It's still there. You can book rooms, and since it's so far out of the Palm Springs Strip, it's dirt cheap. You yeah. can stay at Hot Springs Hotel really cheap. And if you no- notice, like, the lo- the hotel's logo is on the doors. They're mm-hmm. using the same logo. Huh. It looks like an ejaculating palm tree. It's really <laughs> awful looking. I never realized so much a palm tree looks like an ejaculating... Uh, in... in, yeah. in uh, Weird. In 1997, <laughs> the, the Paradise Springs Hotel was being foreclosed upon. And... The hotel was still standing. They weren't going to tear it down, but it still had all of the furniture and all of the amenities, just no people. And they had access to this hotel. Fully furnished. Fully furnished hotel. So they were able to shoot in this place for real, real cheap. That's another thing. And get, and get production value. It's a real hotel. It's, it's like, it's, yeah. it's not like sound it's, stages. It's like, yeah, it's like instant production value. Yeah. And uh, for, for what it's worth, I'll show like this. Uh, <laughs> so you can sense that there is this sense of rush as they go through mm-hmm. these things. They're just trying to shoot this this thing as quickly as possible. I would guess, you know, it's 22-minute episodes, 15 of them. They probably shot them all, all over the course of, like, maybe two weeks. They, they probably just rushed through this thing. There were yeah. a few scenes where they clearly had to shoot outside. They didn't have access to the indoors. Mm-hmm. But it was clearly too bright that day, so everybody's wearing really cool shades in one scene for no reason whatsoever. Yeah. Uh, and in the last episode you realize that there's no people left and you realize they probably don't have too much time left in this hotel. Well, what's weird about the last episode, so the last episode of the show is called Fantasy. Mm -hmm. And it actually is the only episode that completely bucks with the formula. The formula, again, Mm -hmm. someone comes to the hotel, there's a problem, Randy tries to scheme his way out of it, and it's ultimately resolved by sex. Every episode, except for Fantasy. Mm -hmm. Fantasy... Fantasy is the character episode. (laughs) (laughs) Fantasy opens... Fantasy is like that one episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer where they, they the season finale was like the episode before when they defeated the bad guy, and then the last episode was just everyone dreaming. Okay. Fantasy is opens with Cat like walking into the Hot Springs Hotel, and again, normally it opens with where's my blank? Mm-hmm. There's no one there. It's like the apocalypse happened. And then find where, out that, where's all of humanity? And then all It's of, having sex with Randy. All of humanity is having sex with Randy. Like every female character on the show, mm-hmm. except for Cat, who's his sister. And even she gets naked for him once, like in like this yeah, weird photograph thing. It's like this we- oh, it's gosh, really weird. So cr- creepy. But like, but regardless, like so, like that's the thing. It's like it feels apocalyptic, and I, for a while I couldn't tell that that was part of the dream. Uh-huh. I thought it was just this weird apocalyptic thing in the hotel. Everyone in the hotel is dreaming. Lacey is dreaming about this one random studly guy. Yeah. And then they have sex, and then she like wakes up and goes, and the in like a voiceover goes, mm, "Now that was a dream." Mm. And then the girl who plays the cook has a dream about the same studly guy and wakes up and goes mm, now that was a dream and then another girl like the the fitness instructor has well, a dream about, about the same studly guy well, and so wakes up and says that was a fantasy here, wait no you're messing with my paradigm here, here here's my theory that guy died in the hotel <laughs> and he was this is the way he was haunting things and yeah we, we got to see sort of what each of their ultimate fantasies were and it was telling all having sex with the same dude all having sex with the same not ad- randy ad- admittedly handsome dude although he's a terrible yeah. kisser <laughs> most just, importantly not randy most yeah importantly it wasn't randy it was this handsome guy randy's not all, ugly but he's just kind of a normal looking guy he's, he's, well he's yeah kind of a dweebus uh 
No offense to that actor, but you no, know he's, he's okay, but he's not Fabio. You know, you for, know he's, for, he's no, he's no, he's not a lot of fantasy women for a character on for a character on a sex show named Randy. You did a fine job. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, they're having sex with this like handsome dude, and that is like the ultimate fantasy of all of the women. They all want mm. to have sex with the, a, a mysterious stranger. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's the sort of like in, in, okay. in tune with like sort of their yeah. ultimate female fantasy. Cat's fantasy: she does want to have sex with this guy, but she also wants marriage. She is a little yeah. bit more independent than the other women. And in a previous episode, she had to, she had sex with one guy and said. But I don't want to stay with you. I want to be in control of my relationships. And that's mm-hmm. good for the show for doing at least something vaguely feminist. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we finally got to uh, Theo and his big fantasy. And this was like the final joke, the button of the whole series. Mm-hmm. Theo's fantasy was of Kat. And Kat comes in. Her hair is down. She's in this little dress. Kat, who's like, she's like 5'11". She's a tall lady. Statuesque. She's, she's got a statuesque, long neck, long arms. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, strong jaw on that woman. Oh, yeah. And uh, Wears a pantsuit real well. Very severe. Very, very well. Yeah. And in fact, one of those Amazon reviews was all about how hot she was in that suit. Like, <laughs> Okay, quit, quit creeping on me, dude. <laughs> Just reading Amazon review. Uh, but he dreams of her, and she take, he takes her to... He's still a bellhop, takes her to her room. She's now a, a guest in this fantasy. She gives him a tip and takes down her top and says, there's something more I want to give you. He looks at the tip, and it's $100. It's like, wow, a $100 tip. Thanks, lady. Tips his hat, and he leaves. <laughs> joke. <laughs> an and actual wanna, joke. An actual joke. The film ends on, like, the one actual joke that kind of lands. It's like it's like the aristocrats. So it was improving, is your point. The entire series was a setup for this one tiny lame punchline for Theo. So the scene I want to talk about, so again, uh-huh. almost every character, Randy has sex with almost every character except for uh-huh. Kat, his sister. Yeah. Makes sense. There's this one episode called Layout where Randy wants to do a yeah. photo spread uh, for like a, like a brochure and you put it in like, you know, airports and everything for the hotel. People know they come to the hotel. It's mm. only one of the only halfway decent business ideas he has. <laughs> Um, and what he wants to do is, in addition to taking a picture of the hotel, we'll show that we have a lot of beautiful women here. We can capitalize on that, which is sleazy, but again, at least it makes sense. Because uh-huh. God knows if you go to Hot Springs Hotel, you're probably getting laid by Randy. <laughs> but the women are there, too. And uh, so he, what he does is he sets up a photo shoot with all of the women. And again, when we talked about every episode opens the same way. Most of them end the same way, too, with whichever new woman Randy had sex with. She getting a job hired, at the hotel. Yeah. He hires her to do, oh, you want to be our golf pro? You don't have a golf course. Who cares? Where's your money coming from? Aunt, but anyway. Aunt Betty. <laughs> there you go. So all of these women are doing the photo shoot, and he gets all of them to go topless and everything because he's promising them the cover of the brochure, mm. as if that's a special thing. Cover of a, a hotel brochure. And he gets yeah. all of them. He gets Lacey, who, by the way, doesn't really go crazy at any point in the film. She's actually very, you know, sensible she, and reserved. She, she She's the rock of the she series, She has, like, the, actually, yeah. the second least sex on the show besides Theo. Um, <laughs> and then his sister comes in and says, it's a terrible idea, you're manipulating everybody. And then he promises her the cover. And then she does a sexy photo shoot for Randy. Yeah. Like, I get it. I want to see Samantha Phillips in a bikini too. She's a very attractive woman. 
But the context of the scene is she's being sexy for her brother. Now, you, you can tell and the, movie, the show isn't really going for that. The, movie, the, the, the show that that scene where he's shooting shooting the women, he's always inserted in like sort of insert edits. Yeah, he's he never, wasn't there. He's never on camera with the models. So yeah, he clearly wasn't in the room. They clearly had this sort of slow moving footage mm-hmm. of all of the women sort of posing. Might have been audition reels for all we know mm-hmm. of them posing in like sexy outfits and blowing kisses. Or and at stuff. least like a promotional shoot or something. And, yeah, clearly they had, and some of it is used. They in just the needed, uh, yeah, and, and yeah. like there's a lot of like close-ups of women whipping their hair out of a pool and that sort of thing. Mm. And uh, they were, con- it's a more or less a clip show. They're constructing this show out of footage <laughs> they had previously, and it's weird because they had Randy be the photographer for all of them, which means she's being really sexy for Randy. And there's this whole that added a whole new dimension to the show where <laughs> Randy had been trying to it's get with his sister this entire time. Dimension. Uh, there's a Robert Ginty film from 1985 called White Fire that I know about and I haven't seen. <laughs> that you know about. That I know about. I've, I've, I've heard it described on thanks to the fellows over at Red Letter Media. Okay. And uh, it's about how Robert Ginty like, kind of flirts with and kind of wants to boink his sister. It's, it's not made explicit, huh. but it's pretty explicit. And then okay. he meets another woman and... He loves her because she reminds him of her of his sister. Ah! So there's this weird precedent that of uh, mm-hmm. Randy brothers wanting to get with their hot sisters in exploitation movies. Yeah. So I guess there's just another tradition they're thing. tapping it just, into. It's kind of weird. It's just yeah, it's a little gross. There's a couple episodes I want to talk about just because they're so. <laughs> um, beauty pageant is the one that kind of pisses me off the most. So by this point, they've been running the hotel for a while. And Kat is on to the, what Randy does. Yeah. So they're going to have a beauty pageant. And a character, it's actually a character that Kat had met before, a travel writer named Travis. Mm. They're kind of dating. Yeah, he's, he's only in like two episodes. He's only in two though, episodes. Right? Yeah. But he's the only love interest who comes back. Yeah, yeah. You know, like who isn't just like around the hotel, but like is actually kind of a love interest. Mm. Um, so she's dating this guy. It seemed like they got along fine in the previous episode he was in. And now he's helping her put on a beauty pageant at the hotel. Oh, that's great. We'll bring a lot of people into the hotel, blah, blah, blah. But we've got to get Randy out of here. There's beautiful women everywhere. He's going to ruin it. <laughs> so they get him, like, tickets to Vegas that try to get him to take Theo with him. Mm. Um, and they don't go. They have no reason not to go. They just sort of hang around anyway. So that whole plot goes nowhere. <laughs> and then Travis, the, the guy Kat's dating... He, he's like, he snuggles up to Kat and he says, oh, well, meet me in your hotel room. And then he immediately has sex with another woman that minute. Leaving, like, she leaves, another woman comes by, he has sex with her instead uh-huh. while Kat's waiting. And I'm just like, you're not even trying to cheat. <laughs> this isn't cheating, this is just doing bad. Like, this is just being dumb. So this is like, I'm blindly staggering toward this woman, I can barely see her, this one will do. Yeah, there's a lot of that, like, there's another one where, like, there's like a, there's a country band that's playing at the at the hotel oh. and Randy is Randy and Cat is like engaged or involved with the lead singer mm. and Randy goes off with one of the guitar players and he gets her off and he's trying to convince her to get her own solo career you know try to placate her ego get her in the bed oh. and she's got the hotel in the bed and she plays like can't play one note right uh-huh. and I'm like okay I bet you anything she's not like a professional guitar player but we had a montage of them playing she knows how to play a guitar <laughs> why is that funny because she knows what she's doing 
Yeah, dumb, ditzy women are easier to bed. So I, I it's know, just sort of it's, playing into that fantasy, but, you, but it's really offensive. Over yeah. a series in particular, it comes yeah. across as so ugly and annoying. And mm. then there was another one I kind of want to talk about. Uh, 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 we only get one shot at this. Yeah, we're, we're not going to be talking about Hot Springs Hotel. Hot Springs ever Hotel again, is dead so. after this. Girls in the Man Hollow One, To Your Health. No. Well, well, ah, fuck it. It's all gone. What? Uh, <laughs> oh, I want to say this. Mm. We never see the hot springs. Well, the hot springs are the pools. A lot of those hot spring hotels, like they mm. pipe the water directly into the swimming pools. Oh, they, you don't necessarily have to go outside to like a mud hole to get into the hot springs. Oh, yeah, that's the way hot spring okay, hotels so actually work. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm wrong. Hot springs hotel is a great show. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> Not one detail. Um, so. Usually we like to ask where the show would have gone, but we saw where this show all could only could go. If they're already saying, where are my binoculars? They're clearly out of ideas yeah, early on. Yeah, they ran out of ideas for that recurring joke in the first season. So here's what I would have liked to have seen. Yes. They have to take the show in a new direction. Yes. Uh, there needs to be a season-long arc where people are being murdered. <laughs> And we see a mysterious cloaked figure murdering mm, people. I like him. And, uh, you know, it becomes into sort of a slasher thing where, like, some women sleep with Randy and then they mm. die mysteriously thereafter. So Randy is having trouble sleeping with women because mm -hmm. they all die. And also Randy's just, and everyone thinks Randy did it. Everybody thinks Randy yeah. did it. Yeah. Uh, eventually, on a dark, stormy night, they lock everybody in and they accuse everybody in the accusing parlor. And this nobody's... This sounds more like the Hot Springs Hotel spin-off movie. Maybe so. But uh, at the end of the season, we finally meet the masked character and we pull off the hood. Who was it? It was Aunt Betty. She wasn't dead that whole time. <sighs> this was all a test. This to is see all a test. <laughs> to see if Randy and Kat could run the hotel and they were doing such a bad job that she was incensed and started killing people trying to get them away from the hotel. There was a thing and in And then the... she goes to prison and she comes back in the next... She escapes from prison and is uh -huh. now sort of the, the uh, occasional arch nemesis of the show. You know, there was a thing, the the whole uh, some family member you don't know died and left you a lot of money yeah. was this fantasy that happened in a lot of sitcoms in the 90s. It, it was, I saw this a fair amount, like it, a Drew Carey show did it was that a, It was a cheap way to say, what if our impoverished character were suddenly rich? Story, yeah, it's, you know? it's, it sounds kind of plausible, but because they don't know the character, they don't have to be sad, they can just reap the benefits. Right. It's a really cynical horror. Because the thing is, when you watch the opening <laughs> credits of Hot Springs Hotel, and they do that bit of the plot, Aunt, uh, Telegram said, yeah. Aunt Bet is dead. They're high-fiving each other and laughing they, when Aunt yeah. Betty's dead. <laughs> So They're just terrible. Maybe a beings. maybe a prequel show to show like what a horrible person Aunt Betty that was. Would be fine. Like she was abusive and yeah. a bad boss and just was embezzling money and treating yeah. everybody like crap. So when she finally died, everybody was just pleased as punch. I would like to see like a Hot Springs Hotel franchise out. Basically, like okay, so we lost because that's the thing. I bet the I bet the reason because this show was a hit. It, the show did real well in the ratings in for, fact, well, for what it did. Didn't you say that it was like it was the number one of its type in its time slot for, for over over like, a decade, like at least half a decade. Like yeah. it was a long time. So this was a reasonably successful <clears throat> show. Didn't cost a lot, whatever. But I bet you anything, it got canceled because they couldn't get the hotel back. That, that's the only reason it would so, have to be canceled. So you solve it this way. There's got to be another hotel foreclosing somewhere in yeah. fucking America. They franchised. <laughs> like, oh, well, you know, Randy and Kat turned Hot Springs Hotel around. It's now one of the most popular hotels in the she region. Be, she bequeaths it to one of the employees there, and they go off to another well, hotel. Well, even if you want to bring them back, you just say, like, no, we've come here to turn this other hotel around. Well, we have to start all over again, like Major League Two or does, something. Does it have to be a Hot Springs Hotel? What if it's, like, a Mountain Hotel? Or yeah. Well, a, you keep 
keep the title, but the title is or now like, like a, log, a metaphor log cabin for hot, for okay. hot mm. Maybe like Hot Fire Hotel and it's a cabin. Yeah. No, I think it's a Hot Springs Hotel colon mm. ski school or something. Oh, you, like, you know, like it's fine. <laughs> ski, ski Lodge. Yeah, it's fine that the subtitle doesn't make any fucking sense. Mm. Who cares? No one's coming to this for the title. <laughs> like, it's fine. But yeah, that's how I would continue it. You just mm. go to a different hotel. Yeah. And, you know, maybe you bring a character back. Maybe you don't. Who cares at this point? Um, and I would get, um, I mean, there's no way I'm going to say this without sounding rude. So right. I mean this, I mean this in the, in the nicest way possible. Mm. You get writers, <laughs> <laughs> maybe someone to write, now, oh, <laughs> like, like someone who's spe- funny. <laughs> speaking of which, uh, the, every episode was yeah. credited to somebody named Van D. Lay. Now yeah. Van D. Lay is not this person's real name. Probably and, not. And indeed, uh, my wife pointed this out to me. That person's probably a Seinfeld fan. Because yes. in an episode, uh, George had to come up with sort of a fake uh, name for yes. some reason, like a fake business Art, partner. And he came up with Art Vandelay. Art Vandelay. So I'm yeah. guessing Vandelay, you know, this was 1997, that would have been out. Uh, Vandelay, who is unknown, we can't find any details on this person. Yeah. The writer of Hot Springs Hotel, the it's mastermind. Hard to track down. It's hard to track down. Uh-huh. A lot of people, well, here's the thing, a lot of people did these things. The, the Skin and Max, and honestly, the adult film industry, mm. for below-the-line talent... It keeps the industry running a lot yeah. of times. I, I, I grew up with someone um, in high school. Or I didn't grow up with them in high school. But I knew someone in high school. Uh-huh. And her father was a makeup artist. And he would do big TV shows. I think he did Charmed or something like that. Okay. And uh, maybe not regularly, but I know he did an episode or two. And uh, But then the a lot of the time, just to make money, he would do Skinamax. Mm. So they still needed makeup artists. He wasn't necessarily doing anything smutty. He was just making sure their eyeliner was nice. Uh-huh. It was a gig. Uh-huh. But a lot of people would use a fake name because it doesn't look good on a resume. Yeah, they, like, just, they, they, they need the money. They, they don't need, need the, the fame. Money. Yeah, right? exactly. They don't want to get known for doing you know, Hot Springs Hotel. So there could be like a whole lot of people who like moonlighted uh-huh. in this thing and you'd never know. You hear but stories. Wes Craven of, worked on it. Exactly. <laughs> Wes Craven. This is true. Wes Craven. Wes Craven did hardcore pornography films. Yeah. Under under a pseudonym, no one knows which movies it was, and he is he has very pointedly refused to share. It's yeah, like you, no one knows. He admitted that he did it. It's like yeah, in yeah. the seventies, you know what? Yeah, I did some some hardcore pornography. Oh yeah, which ones? I'm not telling you. <laughs> I don't want yeah. you to find those movies. Barry Sonnenfeld, the director of the Men in Black movies, he mm. was a director of photography on pornography in yep. the seventies. He told the story once about how they shot a film. And they were shooting, like, multiple films simultaneously, just using the same sets. <laughs> right. And they accidentally did a porno movie where every sex scene was on the same desk. Oops. It was just an accident. They just couldn't keep track of who was having sex for what reason. <laughs> and they were all on the same desk. <laughs> on a desk. No one cared. Yep. Hot Springs Hotel. Was Hot Springs Hotel, Whitney? Yes. Canceled too soon. Oh, God. You know the answer to this, darling. Uh... <laughs> Look, okay, we have to judge this on a different level because it it was made for a particular reason. In terms of of character drama, this is suck and awful and (laughs) terrible and was an endurance test. I I started to watch the first episode. I said it's like a dumpster fire full of lube. It's just awful. Hot Springs Hotel was not meant to be binged. It was meant to be accidentally found once. Yeah, it was meant meant to be like you've come in out of the bars, you're drunk, you didn't pick anybody up. Oh, look, breasts, I'm going to masturbate on the couch now. Yeah, Uh, this seems harmless. As a harmless breast delivery system. Reasonably harmless. Reasonably harmless breast delivery system. You know what? No, we didn't need more of this. There were so many... (laughs) 
there were so many other better ways to get breasts in 1997. And I'm not talking about the internet. I'm talking about just better pornography. Yeah. Better softcore pornography. Better erotic thrillers. Things that offered, you know, more interesting stories, sexier characters, better writing. Yeah. This was just painful. And even if I'm hurting for breasts, I need breasts. This wasn't doing it. There's so little that's actually erotic. Everything is so stiff and unappealing and the breasts are so fake and the the stories and the characters are so obnoxious that it's anti-eroticism. It is not arousing in the least. Not very arousing. Maybe if I were 13 and this was my first exposure, that would be it. And that's why I suggested we do Hot Springs Hotel because I saw the show. I wasn't 13. I was maybe 15 or whatever. But like the show Mm. came out. Around the time that I was interested in sexuality, but it was hard for me to get it. Yeah. I was in high school. My parents would go to bed, and I would still be watching the movie, and they go, okay, well, have a good night. Wait 10 minutes. Pretty sure they're asleep. Hot Springs Hotel. <laughs> like, this is what was I could get. Yeah, yeah. And so I've, I have a certain fondness for this show as a nostalgia entity. It is fucking terrible. <laughs> and yes, it was, it was not canceled too soon. It was no way. I was just sort of, I find this interesting as a cultural curio, and you're right. When you look at, you know, uh, the time period, you don't look at the big things, the things that changed the way we looked at art or people or anything. You look at the pandering. Yeah. And the pandering is all over the place <laughs> in Hot Springs Hotel. Yeah, so- and it's a, I think it's, here's the deal. If you get a chance to watch one episode of Hot Springs Hotel, might be worth it just to just see what it was like just back to see then. How, how awful but it if you was, see yeah. any episode but, but fantasy you got it you got the gist of it here, here's the thing you know even even seeing one episode you know you would only ever be doing this as sort of a cultural curio this would be a, a, an exercise in research mm-hmm. rather than anything that you can actually enjoy there's a reason we did it on this show <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was research yeah it, this this was this is just only object lessons can be taken from this show at this mm-hmm. point even at the time it's like th- this is awful. I would much rather just have porn. <laughs> yeah, no. Of course, it, it, the show, of course, the show in, is redundant in, now. In That's again our point. In nineteen ninety-seven, I was old enough to buy porn, so I was actually you know yeah. getting into some of the harder stuff because I had finally had access to it. Yeah. So this hit me right in the sweet spot of not ever needing it ever again. It was this could own the show so, could kind of only have been made between like nineteen ninety-five and the year two thousand. No, that's it. Was like it. This, yeah, this, this five-year really stretch window. when this show could have existed. I or, think that's kind of interesting. Or as long as that hotel is being foreclosed upon. Yeah, there you go. Uh, so, uh, yeah, Hot Springs Hotel. That's it. That's canceled too when soon. When that happened, <laughs> you're welcome. I like one of your notes is Popeye music. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah. So, uh, thank you for listening to, the, to that. We will be back in two weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we were going to be doing Darknet. Yes. It is a Canadian horror anthology series. Only lasted one season. And one season was only about six episodes. Mm. And it's still on Netflix. And you can watch so it. You can, you can catch up on that. You can watch it. You can catch up on it. And we're going to have um, schedule permitting. Okay, here's what's going to happen. We had uh, Rebecca McKendry from Shockwaves. Mm-hmm. Also works with us at uh, Blumhouse.com. Uh, it was her idea to do the show. We're going to have her come on. If she has to reschedule... We'll decide well, whether or not we do Darknet, or we may do like a one other one episode wonder or something, mm-hmm. so that you can catch up real real fast. Our plan is to do Darknet for next. We're gonna uh, do next Darknet. Time. Yeah. You know what? Fuck it. We're gonna do Darknet. If okay. she shows up, that's great. I love her, and I really want her on the show. We rescheduled this already, actually. Mm-hmm. So we want her on the show. 
bring her on the show. We'll do the thing. But if mm. not, we'll have to talk about Darknet. We're going to talk about Darknet. It's an interesting horror anthology. Uh, there's at least one or two really good episodes in it. So I think you're going to yeah, really I'm, like it. I'm still making my way through that one. So. Oh, okay. Okay, good. Okay. So uh, uh, we, have, we have other uh, good big guests planned. Yes, we have a hundred of your suggestions. Feel yes. free to suggest more. Keep, keep suggesting. Uh, if we get a lot of suggestions for something, all, we push it up to the top of the pile. We've already gotten vinyl. Okay. We've gotten like Vi- numerous <laughs> suggestions for vinyl. Yeah. So you don't have to write in and suggest vinyl. We will get to, we will get, we'll get to that sooner than we'll, later. We'll get to vinyl. Uh, but yeah. yeah, feel free. We, we always want to hear about the weird things that we totally forgot about that we don't know about. So, yeah. Those are, Especially useful. Reach way back into the past. Get something because those are those are the most interesting. And seriously, don't feel bad about suggesting something that you feel like we maybe we've already gotten because even just hearing it over and over again tells us we really need to get to that. Yeah. Soon. So email us. Uh, we're still using our uh, movie podcast email. It's bmoviespodcast at gmail dot com with cancel mm-hmm. too soon suggestions. And uh, reactions and, to what you might have thought of Hot Springs Hotel, <laughs> if you managed to see it. If and you if you did, I'm so show, sorry. Let us know what you, what it sounds like. <laughs> that would be interesting. Uh, and you can follow me at Twitter, at William Bibiani. I'm at Whitney Seibold. Uh, and uh, we're still at B-Movies Podcast for both podcasts. You can listen to the B-Movies Podcast as well. That is a weekly show. We review movies and talk about movie news. Sometimes we have uh, filmmakers come on. We had the director of Central Intelligence come on very recently. That was cool. Uh, and, uh, yeah. That's it. That's it. After these messages, we'll be right back. <laughs>